0: Welcome to the Humane Roundup podcast, where we share all the exciting stories about animal cruelty investigations, dangerous animals, and amazing rescues. Find out what goes on inside of animal shelters and all the current trends in the animal welfare industry. Now, here is your host, Daniel Edinger. What up, what up, what up, what up? Hello. This is episode 65 in the house. 65.
1: We're already five episodes into the year.
0: Crazy. 2021. Ugh. So check us out. Facebook, Instagram. You know, we haven't done much of is talking about our... We have social media pages too. So you can find me on Instagram or on Facebook as Animal Protection Officer Daniel.
1: And I've got, I changed. I don't know if you saw it, but I did change my uh, Facebook account. I'm now H O Bishop. No. Oh, what? <laughs> okay. So, they actually have me put into the computer as PD Ho at work. I'm <laughs> like, you know what? Like, whatever. I'm going to roll with it. They actually have periods in it, at least on my Facebook page, where at work right. there isn't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's tell our listeners that may not know what HO stands for.
1: Humane officer, because what that's technically th- my title.
0: Great segue in today's program. Mm. We're going to talk about all the names. We have a list of 22 different names, and we'll get into that here in a second. But check us out on Facebook, on Instagram. Please I
1: also, oh, sorry. Nah, I'm say, I also... Uh, put in my TikTok for you but i can't find our page
0: we don't have a page yet
1: oh i thought it's a
0: person no i i posted our i do have a TikTok, humane main uh <laughs> of course um and i put our just our video from last week's episode if you haven't checked out last week's episode about the trump manatee give that some play uh it's definitely some fun stuff there
1: and there's a Facebook poll going on about the Trump manatee too. So check it out and then go check out our Facebook page and let us know which one you think it is.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, I, you, you have to listen to the last week's show to hear what I thought. So. Yeah. And don't forget our website. It's, um, roundup dot com. Check that out. We have some good stuff there. You can always send us anonymous emails, which we really like. I, I think it's fun. I kind of look forward to hearing what people have to say anonymously. It's like getting that complaint at work where you have a really great solid case, but you have anonymous an anonymous witness, and you can't get any more details or information from it, <laughs> and then you're like kind of screwed. So you know, just... right?
1: No, I I really am looking forward to hearing some people go ask like what um what they should have done or what our opinions are of it in fact i kind of got a thing i want to go through at some point today that could have been an anonymous thing it's actually mine and legit but you know something that somebody could have put in anonymously
0: you know not to digress but i can see a song (laughs) on tiktok pd ho Ho bend down low, PD. Uh, anyway, I digress. For our uh, listeners out there, I awesome. like to rap a little bit. So check it out, check it out, check it out. Uh, we got a good show for you today. We're keeping it humane all the way through. We got 22 names to talk about. And we're going to break down the names and, and what the expectation may be for those names. Uh, but before we do that, I had this crazy dream, yo. Uh, crazy dream
1: like work related those are some of the worst because it's like so you don't yes, no them.
0: clearly you know you're a officer a humane officer animal protection officer if you have this dream so i'm at the dog park with the dogs off duty of course and i see a person practicing their casting with a fly fishing rod and i'm like why what are they doing in the dog park with a fly fishing rod no kidding practicing their cat like what are you doing and they had a hook on the end so no. of course me and me i can't not go talk to them so i go there over you. and say hey like really polite and you know trying to just just understand what they're doing like hey you know that's probably pretty dangerous you know here in a dog park casting a fishing rod with a hook on the end like what would happen if that hook breaks off or gets caught in a dog like that's not good and of course work related uh, attitude. So the people were like, Man, I don't have to do whatever you ask me to do. I'm out here having a good old time in the park." Blah 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 blah. <laughs> and then I woke up.
1: That is like, that's terrifying. Because even <laughs> if you get, if, even if you get like a, a some kind of a terrier that's like, oh, shiny object that I can chase, and then goes and chomps on it, like yeah, that it, gives it, new it, meaning it to. Yeah, that's a new meaning to dogfish.
0: Isn't there a uh, dogfish ale or something? If you're a beer drinker,
1: uh, I I don't know. I am no a beer knows. drinker, but I there, there, I'm sure there is.
0: You know, like- I I, I kind of know why I had this dream. Uh, there's a very, it's probably very famous um, if you're a fishing person. So Ocho, if you happen to still listen to the show, <laughs> love you, man. Uh, there's this company, so I I drive by it occasionally in the city. And it's called Eagle Claw. Mm, uh, yep. And I think it's probably pretty famous uh, oh, yeah. for, for fishing hooks and such. And I drove by yesterday on a way from a cool call. I had a pretty cool call yesterday. I had a couple pretty interesting calls. So, nice. but I digress. Uh, dreams are those images and thoughts that our brain just maybe processes. I don't know. I'm not a dream ex- expert.
1: I'm not either, and my cat is being anxious and trying to
0: climb into some- <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Bishop steps away from her microphone to tend to her crazy cat. <laughs> Just a little narrative. All right, let's jump into it. Today's episode, episode 65. We're going to talk about all the names, guys and gals. I don't like to, I'm trying to. Re, uh, I'm trying to reframe how I talk. Because like when I do like large scale trainings and stuff, and I'm in a room, I always say "guys" and I hate it. It's such an old way of talking. Yeah.
1: As uh, it is, as a female though, it doesn't bother me. Now, granted, I know I have female friends that it does bother, um, but it doesn't bother me. I think it's just a collective term that we've.
0: What a Jeez. great segue. Oh, my God. I couldn't have planned that. <laughs> I didn't even do it on purpose. Point being is I don't regardless of if, and if it offends you, I apologize. But regardless of it, I don't think it's correct grammatically. And I, I'm trying to figure that out. Mm. So uh, bear with me. But as we talk about that, that the segue, if you think about the first name that defines our profession, we, we have really two. Uh, most people refer to us as the dog catcher mm-hmm. uh, outside of the industry. Right. And so you have that as very, very common. And actually, there are still titles titles as the dog catcher, right? And so there are people that even get voted in as the dog catcher to this day. And then the, the other one that goes with it is animal control officer. And I think a lot of people in the profession are on the fence about this. I think a lot of people prefer animal control because that is the most common
1: i think it's the easiest for people to understand
0: absolutely
1: and you know as a humane officer here in wisconsin um, and I, i use humane officer because that is my state given title um when i had somebody ask me they they referred to me as aco an animal control officer and i I stopped. I said, "No, I'm not an animal control officer." I said, "That's that's your dog catcher." And that was before I really realized just the fact that there's so many different names and I was putting my own connotation to it. Um and I'm like, "No. That's a that's your basic dog catcher that doesn't have any rights. I have the right to enforce laws. I have the right to refer people on charges and do, you know, XYZ." Um before I realized that no, we're basically all the same. It's just a matter of what you're getting called by your department or whatever. So,
0: some humane officers do not do any sort of stray pickup or loose animal con- containment. Do you do that?
1: Oh yeah, uh, I would say that that's actually quite a bit of what I do. Um, okay. I'm But your title
0: still to- is humane officer, and so that it's- would be the argument from some of our listeners. Well. If you're a humane officer, you don't do the same as animal control, but that's not true. And and as as we continue this topic through several episodes, I, I would like to continue at least to talk about it in parts, not the whole episode like we're going to do today. However, I would say that uh, when we break it down and then look at, well, some, some roles, uh, maybe if you're a humane police officer, all you do is humane investigations, you may not respond to. Dog at large.
1: Right. Well, and like, so our county sheriff's department actually has four deputies who are also humane officers. They don't pick up strays, but that's just a county-wide practice that they just don't pick up strays. They they put that all on the public. Hmm. So I'm even within far. my own county, it differs. Well, But they also a- have other things that they have to do they still have they're still deputies they still do regular police work too
0: so let's run through this list and then we'll break it down because we could basically go through and and talk about each title and and probably get lost in it so what i'd like to (laughs) do is break down first we'll go through the list Uh, we've already mentioned three and then we're going to go back through and talk about maybe some of the names that could they do some different things so we'll, we'll start with dog catcher and then we have the dog warden. And if I don't list your agency, please send a message, or excuse me, if I don't list your title, uh, please send a message and we'll add it to this list and we'll add it to the topic of conversation moving forward. So we have dog catcher, dog warden, humane agent, humane officer, or PDO, humane <laughs> police, an animal warden, a dog control officer, <clears throat> animal care officer, animal care service Humane Enforcement, Animal Control Officer, Animal Service Officer, like our executive producer, Officer Hildy, Animal Services Officer, which is very popular, Animal Welfare Officer, Animal Protection Officer, Animal Care Enforcement, Animal Cruelty Investigator, Animal Management Officer, Animal Care and Control Officer, Animal Law Enforcement Officer, animal protection and control officer, humane law enforcement officer, and one that I actually left out, which would be the 23rd, is a dog care officer, is one that I've seen recently as well.
1: Man, if you look or listen to each one of those, they really could be different jobs. Every single one of them. If you broke them apart, in what you thought that they were supposed to do. Let's yet- take
0: animal. Yeah, let's take something like animal management officer. To me, that seems more like they're managing population control, something like that. But to them, that might mean a whole something different, right? But as I look at it from the outside, I'm like, okay, that might be like more wildlife management, something like that. I don't know what your take is.
1: I, I'm thinking like maybe. TNR or like and um, working primarily more so like out of a shelter than out of a law enforcement agency.
0: And the one that I actually know of actually works out of a law enforcement agency. Really? Uh, but that is their title. Yep. And they do the same thing. They do uh, everything. They do the the stray roundup, the animal bites, and then the cruelty investigation. So they're, do, they're doing, they're encompassing the whole thing. The The ones like okay, if you have a dog care officer, to me, that makes it seem like, okay, that's just a nicer way of calling you a dog catcher.
1: See, and again, I, I think that that could be easily a shelter title. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you are the manager, like officer being more of a manager position. Um, and that being you manage the dog kennels.
0: And before before we get through the rest of this list, why are there so many names, right? If you think about it, we we listed off 23 names. Police departments, it's police officer or sheriff deputy. What else do you have? I mean, you might have a detective, you might have like a different titles within the police department, but for the most part, police officer, cop, yep. sheriff's deputy, deputy, uh, fireman, firefighter, firewoman, something like that, right? you don't have 23 different names. So like why? And and we'll get to that here at the end, but it's just, it's something to think about while we talk through this list. Why are there so many names? Why is there so much inconsistency in our profession? That's the (laughs) stuff that we need to talk about collectively. And it starts, obviously it starts with us. Like it's our job to bring this topic forward, but then we need you as members of this profession, we need your buy-in. We need to collectively agree on something, which you and I will talk about towards the end of the program on what our favorites are. And we want to hear your favorites. We want to know. I personally, I'll tell you right now, and I think I can speak for you, Bishop, is animal control is a thing of the past. I don't want that anymore. I don't want no. to be known as the animal control officer. I feel that it's synonymous with the dog catcher. Control has this, this name the name alone has just this ideal about it and i think as we move forward and all this talk about reforming and um defunding and all that crap you take a different approach to the job you might actually see more results if our name is a little bit different and people may disagree and that's fine uh, but i think control and uh one of my buddies aco michelle who I sh- i'm sure you know yep. uh, You know, she she is an animal control officer, but she she and I have talked a lot about it in her um, department. Like they are just animal control. They do not do any investigations. And so I think for her, it's been a big push trying to to really work through and get her. I think it's city council or somebody like that to to allow them to do the investigations again because they once did it. Um, And so it's tough because she identifies as that animal control officer because that's all they do. But we'll talk about that more with like, could it still be encompassed in a different name and not using that negative old way of thinking kind of, you know, um, title. If you look back in history and I'm obviously I'm getting away from this list, but if you look back in history when animal protection, and that's what they called it back in the 18, late 1800s, early 1900s started, they did everything and then at some point it split off to do rabies control and then the animal protection agencies did you know your investigations on abuse uh, cruelty etc so kind of interesting how that split and and here we are talking about bringing it all back together again
1: I'm just glad we're not the dog whippers anymore
0: See I should put that on the list thanks for remembering that <laughs> And for those that don't know we were uh we were the dog whippers and we were employed by churches back in like the 17th 18th centuries and uh, primarily overseas where you know large gatherings would come to church and dogs whether they were owned or stray would show up and the dog whippers job was just that to keep the dogs away from the the large gatherings so okay so we talked about dog care officer animal management was there another one that stood out to you that you wanted to bring up
1: i mean my more along the lines favorite in there is like the animal protection. I, I don't know that I like services as much.
0: It's um, so popular. It is so popular. And I I don't know if I like it either. I First off, I think it's hard to say. Um, yeah. I should add another one because oftentimes people refer to our agency as animal protection services. Um, I hear that a lot. And I just, services, it's pretty broad. And, and so what I'm looking for here, here's my issue. And here's what I think we're going to talk about as we move forward. If we have a command presence, and I know some agencies, uh, a couple years ago, some agencies took away some of the command presence from animal control officers. And that means like, they didn't wear the same uniforms anymore as what police looked like. They may have changed into like khaki pants and a green polo and took all their badges away and made them more look like a, like a city agency of like neighborhood inspections or code enforcement. like they didn't give them that command presence. I think in this profession with what we're dealing with, we are law enforcement. Our laws are specifically animal related, like we're specialty specialty investigators for animal-related crimes or, animal, you know, those type of things. Yep. And so, in my personal opinion, if we're going to continue to move this profession forward and, and this, this, the discussions that NACA has been having about making us considered first responders and, like, emergency personnel, etc. in my opinion, we are that. So, A, we should have a title that captures that, right, yep. first and foremost, but secondarily, we need to continue to, to be in our uniform our command presence and we need to get some significant training to be able to handle certain certain events right so whether it's uh, actually arresting people or you know there's a conversation it's not today's episode's really not about what tools we have on our belt but you know having having trained and qualified officers that can carry a firearm in the case that they're in a situation where they need it you know I wear a bulletproof vest do you wear a bulletproof vest I do Yeah. So if we wear a vest, we should have the same tool to protect us if we are, if that vest has to come into use.
1: Right. And, and, you know, as being a humane officer, you know, officer would imply also that it's, that we've got that command presence, that we have the same tools as law enforcement officers.
0: And we Um, need that. Yeah, we absolutely need that, right? Like that, I, I don't know. And if you're listening and you do the job a little differently now, let us know. I would actually, I'd love to hear from somebody that used to wear a full uniform and now wears like more of a kind of just a relaxed, like neighborhood, chill, khaki, relaxed uniform. And I'd like to see if the job has changed at all for them. Whether so- their interactions with the community has changed.
1: So I trained, now we're talking almost eight years ago now, I went to another city within my state to train because I was the first humane officer for my jurisdiction. I'm forging this whole program myself. Um, and I went to another city and trained with a very good humane officer there. Um, and she told me she has been issued a bulletproof vest, she didn't want to wear it. She didn't wear a belt. She had her radio on her hip and that was it. And her decision to do that was because she wanted to be more approachable. She Mm -hmm. wanted to she actually had a program where she would go out and talk to the gang members about their dogs. She'd be like, yo, can I get a can I get a picture of you and your dog and whatever. And these gang members would take pictures. So then she could follow them if there was any dog fighting. Yeah. Um, but then also if the, do- if the gang members ended up getting arrested for whatever reason, the gang member would be like, yo, can you call up red? I need to talk to her. She needs to come. And I I only trust her to be with my dog. And she had this presence within the gangs because she wasn't as authoritative. I think we're think beyond that. that.
0: Do you think though that, in my opinion, and I'm coming from a place where you know I, I teach the verbal de-escalation and kind of the community approach to to this job. I think it's done, not so the uniform is one thing, but I think it's done based on personality. Period. Yes. I think if it, you can if you can like introduce yourself in a way to immediately get people past the the badge and uniform, they see you as a human. The problem we have in law enforcement in general is if you come at it with a robotic approach or a very overly authoritative approach, I am so-and-so with animal control, that's gonna be taken in such a way. And so if we, A, approach it in a professional and personable way, I think then you can get into it to people, right? You don't have people at the dog park throwing fishing hooks um, (laughs) at you, so.
1: Well, and and she, I mean, she was one of the instructors up in this area that would teach verbal judo and stuff. So, yeah, absolutely. Her personality and everything, and she'd get real on level with them. Um, So that definitely had a huge impact on it, and probably more so than the fact that she wasn't geared up. But I feel like this day and age, we need to be geared up. If we are going to be seen as officers in law enforcement, we got to be prepared for that
0: absolutely you- so go let's go back to the list and yeah. <laughs> I was out say more I mean, well yeah, that's what happens right so uh, another one that, that's an interesting one that stands out to me animal care enforcement so <laughs> it, it almost sounds like a what's that word called a conundrum or a what, what it's like I don't know, almost like a double meaning because you have animal care yeah enforcement and so like the enforcement does it balance out the care? Does the care balance out the enforcement? It just sounds interesting. And that, that seems like, again, another trying to soften the approach in their community. Cause that's really what it's all about. We used to be called when I start, well, when I first started, I was an animal protection and control officer. So you had both words Um, that was in a different agency and they're still called that today. I went to an animal control department. Then I went to a place where we were animal welfare officers And then that department changed to humane law enforcement officer, which I think that's a little over, overkill, humane law enforcement officer. Uh, I I think it's a long uh, and B you can send the same message by just saying humane officer or humane law. I I don't know. Uh, But the officer part seems long.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think you either have, you either say, you know, humane law enforcement, or you say humane officer. I think that it's a, again, double meaning you're being redundant in it. Yeah.
0: So it's, it's all over the place. It's literally all over the place. And I, so with all these different names, like we we talked about, and so now, you know, my title is animal protection officer, which I like, and I think protection. So if you look at the definitions of control and protection, Obviously, protection means just that, right? It means to uh, protect or the state of being protected. So, what does that look like? We're protecting people from animals and animals from people, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then, if you look at the the definition of control, the power to influence or direct people's behavior or course of events. Sure, we have to do that.
1: The first word in that in that definition is bothers me.
0: The power. Yes. Right. Right. Because it it creates that. I think, persona and image of I'm in control.
1: Yep, And and that just the word control, like the I, I tense up on it a little bit. Like, I understand what it means within our profession and what we're doing with it. But it's just one of those words that it's kind of a derogatory word when you hear control. You don't like it. It's not a nice word anymore because now, you know, you're losing maybe your freedoms or whatever when you think about it. And so it just gives people this nasty feeling of, "Uh, you're trying to control me. You're trying to control my animal. You're trying to control everything about me." In that's not okay.
0: It's it's really not. And if you look at just the community in general and how people how people really look at us in general they still see us as the dog catcher so they see that word control etc it's it's really going to keep people uh just on the defense right it's going to keep people not really trusting us etc and so i i personally if if i were if i had a magic wand and can wave it over our industry i personally even though animal protection officer is a close second for me uh Maybe I'm married to it because it's my title. I just like it. I, I like the fact that we can say, yeah, I, you know, we protect people from animals and animals from people. Shout out to, got a shout out to uh, Joe Stafford, one of my early early influencers in this industry, and he uh, he you know he's he's been around a while and has a, a lot of experience. And so uh, that's that's something that he said. He said, you know, we protect people from animals and animals from people. So I really I gravitate towards that and I like that. When you look at for me what i feel like what encompasses the entire profession is humane officer i I personally in my personal opinion is that's the one i would go with because i think it captures everything right the humane side of it not just because i want to walk around and be like you know i keep a humane (laughs) man but it, it does encompass what our profession is and then the officer part it's like okay yeah they're they're an officer you know if if people want to have that discussion about it, let uh, you know give us feedback, send us messages, or even ask to come on the show and we can talk it out but that's that's where I'm at, and not not just because you're a humane officer, but that's you know something that i've I've always liked, and I just think that it's the easiest and most recognizable one that gives the people <laughs> a better image of our profession
1: uh Here's the thing though. Um, being a humane officer, I absolutely hate it.
0: Um, Go with it. I
1: I would much prefer animal protection officer because <laughs> How funny is that? <laughs> <laughs> because every time I show up to something and I'm like, "Hey, humane officer Bishop here," like, you know, whatever. The first thing that people hear is humane, which great. That's a that's a great word to hear but they don't hear the officer. They immediately put in society. Mm. So I get, oh, the humane society is here. And I'm like, no, no, no. I am with the police department. Interesting. And it doesn't matter that my vehicle has the police department's logo on it. It doesn't matter that I have a badge. Nothing. They hear humane officer. They immediately go humane society and they don't take me seriously. Hmm.
0: I like that perspective. I would see I would never know that because I don't have that title. If any of our listeners have that title and have experienced the same thing, please give us some feedback. We want to hear from you. We want to hear what which one you would prefer. And yeah.
1: do you like what you have?
0: Yeah. Do you like the name currently that you have? So let us know if it's if it's not in a top 23 or 24. If anyone's still the dog whipper, uh, you got some
1: problems.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you really got some problems. Right on, well, we're gonna continue this conversation as we move forward. We we really need to push this thing and get a, we need a unified name. We need to yes. have some more unified standards. We know NACA is working on that. We know uh, other other agencies are out there with training and, and other opportunities. So please, uh, we'll, you know, now is the time for the change. So let's make it happen.
1: Absolutely, let's make 2021 the, the year of change where we start, you know, forging ahead on this stuff and, and get, get to be ourselves and have a name for ourselves that makes sense and everybody knows it when they hear it.
0: But I still want to say, keep it humane, man, <laughs> no matter what. All right, so what else you got on the plate today? You had something else you wanted to talk about.
1: I did. So I have kind of an ethics question. So story behind it, my boss um, who also is in our drug unit and stuff, uh, goes and does a warrant on a house and arrests a bunch of people. And there is this beautiful little dog in there. So guy goes to jail, they take the dog to the shelter because there's nobody to care for it. Well, we figured out that there was literally nobody to care for it. So I go up to the jail and I say, hey, listen, dude, Nobody wants to take your dog. You're going to be sitting in jail for a very long time. You're already at X amount of dollars for fees. Do you want to surrender your dog? And he goes, Oh, I got to pay that much already. Yeah, give me the papers. I'll sign it. Hmm. And he signs his dog over to me, which my name also goes on the form saying, Hey, yep, I'm a witness. I'm the officer that did this. Paper goes to the shelter. The dog is now legally owned by the shelter now my family and i are kind of in the considering stages of adopting another dog our dog's getting old it's a good time you know
0: you've been in stage before this incident
1: no and he was and he was not arrested for anything with regards to the dog got it um now i'm not part of the shelter I'm, i'm law enforcement so I'm completely separate other than working with our shelter. Is it inappropriate to want to adopt his dog? Because I was involved with, I was the person that went up and said, hey, listen, you might want to surrender your dog. And he said, yep, here we go. I'm signing the papers.
0: You know, if you said it in a way that was like coercing him to sign the, over the dog and then you took possession, I would say, yeah, that was probably unethical, but I would say several of our listeners have adopted an animal that they've either rescued themselves from a cruelty situation or rescued out of a storm drain, something like that. Uh, So I would say no, if it's something that that you, you know, we actually, I'll give you an example. I I had a case uh, last year where a cane corso puppy just had a humongous humongous wow humongous <laughs> <silly> mass, again. <laughs> humongous mass on it and i seized it for an investigation and we started to foster the dog and honestly if if the dog ended up uh, passing due to the complications with the the stuff but if it didn't i think we would have adopted it so no i, I don't think there's an ethics issue whatsoever
1: okay well, and realistically, like, especially in my situation, being that I don't work for the shelter, it would be yeah. completely up to them. We'd still go through the whole adoption process. And that's why I was like, well, it probably wouldn't be. I'm just nervous about the fact that my name is on the form that he signed, you know?
0: Mm. Yeah, I, I get that angle. But and sure he could come back and be like, she told me to do it or she was going to charge me more, or blah, blah, blah. But... I think it's totally fine. I want to hear from you as the listener, like, what would you do in that situation?
1: Yeah, you, know, if, absolutely. If you
0: Exactly. If you would have, you know, been in there that situation and wanted a puppy and this puppy was the perfect fit, you know, 100%. I mean, we adopted our, our Roddy from the shelter, which would, there it wasn't controversial, but it was surrendered to the shelter, right? Uh, because they couldn't afford care for it. And someone at the shelter adopted it. Now, I wasn't directly involved. With them signing the animal over however it still was adopted from an employee of the shelter so i think it's totally fine
1: okay and you know i've adopted from the shelter before when i worked at the shelter Mm -hmm. um and i wouldn't even be questioning it if it was a dog that i picked up as a stray or something because then there's you know the legal hold and stuff but Yeah. yeah i would love to hear from the listeners what their thoughts are on it
0: absolutely Good stuff. So as we talk about wrapping this program up, just remember there's going to be some conversation moving forward. So we, you know, we discussed the 23 different names to define our profession next week. a little bit, we're not going to go through the whole episode, but we're going to talk about where those different titles fall. Are they under PDs, like PD Ho? Are they, (laughs) are they under an animal shelter? Maybe they are under a Government facility or a humane society or maybe they're a standalone agency so we'll talk more about that as as we continue this program I think it's really important for for us to just continue to have that conversation I know others in this industry talk about it a lot and we just got to figure out a way to to create that that uniform name and you know and and push it forward a, a lot of the issues that I hear as well it's in our legislation so was so was in, in Colorado for a while. So was a uh, destroy in the state statute and they removed destroy. So that's, that's the old language, right? Like if, if an animal became the property, they had the right to destroy such animal. And that, you know, that goes along with that stereotype of the dog catcher and euthanizing everything. It, it's not a, like, It's not someone's creation. We used to operate that way. And it's our job now to operate differently by changing some of the words that we use to influence the community.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, it is in my legislation where I am deemed the humane officer. Mm -hmm. And now that you bring that up, I believe our legislation also still says destroy. I never even thought about it.
0: I'm sure it does. So you, there's there's a lot of pieces here but if we can lay the groundwork and give people at least a template on what they need to bring to their legislation that's our job. That's what we yeah. want to do. Is here's how you make the, that change. We'll provide you with those tools and then you can move forward with, you know, with that and hopefully we can have a unified name. That's my goal. That's honestly if I don't do anything else in this profession if somehow I'm able to help us kind of be betterly betterly identified. Betterly. Whatever. Did you have episode episode 65 is in the books. (laughs) We really appreciate you listening. We got some good guests coming up in the next few episodes. So stay tuned for that. Again, check our Facebook and social media pages out. Stay tuned for another Karanda giveaway and uh, send us some anonymous emails. As always. Check out our personal Facebook pages, Humane or H O Bishop H period O Bishop, and Animal Protection Officer Daniel on Facebook and Instagram. Find me on TikTok Humane Main.
1: and I'm actually also on Instagram and TikTok.
0: I don't even understand TikTok, but I, again, I'm there's cool, cool. Like I, I still find cool stuff, so it's not all I, it's not all bad.
1: The last two nights since I've downloaded it, I, each night I've spent just two hours scrolling oh. on it.
0: Wait, before we go, before we go, what is your favorite by um, Bernie meme that you've seen so far?
1: Oh, um, Maybe the one that I saw today where they had uh, Bernie on the door with Rose, and they're like, yeah, Jack totally could have fit on the door.
0: I don't know that reference.
1: Titanic.
0: Oh, I've never seen that movie.
1: Oh my god!
0: But I, I bet a know, lot of people, a lot of people like that. My, we should post these. We should post our favorite. My favorite. There's a couple of them. The Denver Dumb Friends League did a great one where they had kittens and mittens. So they had Bernie with a bunch of kittens around him. But my my favorite favorite. If anyone has ever seen the movie Friday, <clears throat> if anyone has ever seen that movie Friday, there is a part where. Uh, Smokey is his name uh, is kind of leaning to the side in a chair and they have Bernie leading to a side and the oh. chair
1: is pretty,
0: pretty freaking front.
1: I saw that one. Yeah. I actually saw a shelter also do an adoption uh, one where they had like a, an adoption card created and they had Bernie in the room up for adoption.
0: All right. Thanks again for listening to episode 65 of the humane roundup podcast. Check us out at HumaneRoundup.com or on Instagram and Facebook. And as always, we want to say, keep it humane. Humane. (laughs) I think it's better when we're not on schedule than being on schedule. That's good stuff. Thank you for listening to The Humane Roundup Podcast. Please take a moment to rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Want to get in touch with us? Visit humaneroundup.com. Email us at humaneroundup at gmail.com. Text us or leave us a voicemail at 916-241-3464. Or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Humane Roundup.